you're listening to BraemarCast, the podcast of Braemar Baptist Church, where we're reaching up to God and out to people. Tune in for sermons from lead pastor Kent Dixon and from time to time guest preachers as well. Welcome to BraemarCast. Good morning and Happy New Year, everyone. My name is Lau Wom. I'm associate pastor here at Braemar Baptist Church. Since today is the first week of the month, even the first week of the year, we'll be doing communion later. I would like you to get ready some water or juice, a piece of bread or cracker ready for the communion. It is such a privilege to be with you this morning virtually. I believe due to the COVID, by now many of you would be already well equipped with the skill in using electronic devices. We have suddenly come to the point where social media platform or new ways of communication play a vital role in our society as we maintain the relationship with families and friends. Depending on your employment or your lifestyle, some of you may have to spend a substantial amount of time on the screen for the necessary use. Here again, we have to use the electronic device to do worshiping together as a community. I believe many of you would agree that 2020 has been a challenging year. We started 2020 without knowing what COVID-19 really was and without expecting if COVID-19 would become a major subject in every sector of our lives. We know that many have lost their loved ones. Many are still in ICU. Thousands of people are affected daily. Many become unemployed and unstable. Basically, the effect of this pandemic are very significant not just locally, but also globally. One effect that become a new normal is wearing masks and following social distancing in public area. We are now in the new year of 2021. We don't know what this new year of 2021 will bring to us. I'm sure you would have something in your mind. But nobody knows for sure what will bring us in the new year. Isaiah 43 verses 16 to 21 came to in my mind as I was contemplating hopeful and promising for this new year. I gave this sermon titled as Hope in the Wilderness. I won't be reading the whole passage of uh, Isaiah 43 verses 46 to 21, but I would like to make three points from this scripture. First, the first two verses, uh, verses 16 to 17, simply remind the people of Israel that the Lord is the one who actually saved their forefathers from the hand of Egyptians. It said, that is what the Lord said, He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty water, 
who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcement together, and they lay there and never to rise again, extinguished and snapped out like a wick. We all know that this is an Exodus story with the instruction and help from the Lord Moses brought the people of Israel out of Egypt. Not long after they left from Egypt, the people of Israel were already in great danger. Since the army of Egyptians were on their way to get them back to Egypt. God knew that there was no way the people of Israel can be faster than the army of Egyptians with chariots and horses. Why this situation was hopeless for the people of Israel, God made a way to the sea, a path through the mighty water. Imagine this scenario. Even though the people of Israel were journeying with God's plan, they are still facing a hopeless situation. If you read the whole story of Exodus, the people of Israel were facing countless hopeless situations. In this particular scenario, God in due time brought hope or refuge for the people of Israel. He made a way to the sea, a path to the mighty waters. The Bible said, the people of Israel crossed the sea on the dry land. We all know and believe that God is the creator of the universe. The earlier verses of this passage, verses 15, even said, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator, your King. But when we hear the story like this one, we have a hard time to believe it. How would this be possible, making a way through the mighty waters? We all just celebrated the birth of Jesus a week ago. Again, we all know that God is the creator of all things. But, we have a hard time to believe about the conception of Jesus Christ in Mary's wombs. It may not make any sense for us, but God did it anyway for us. I'm sure you would have some personal story in terms of how God had made you a way out from your situation that appeared to have no ends. Even if you don't have one, you may have some in the past from your parents, from your grandparents, or from your friends in terms of how God had saved them miraculously in timely manner. This passage is truly reminding not only to the people of Israel, but also to us personally that personally that the Lord is the one who made a way out from our hopeless situation miraculously at one point of our life in the past.
Second, the next three verses, verses eighteen to twenty, discuss about the promise, which is apparently new and greater than he had done in the past. Chapter verses eighteen or verses eighteen said, "Forget the former thing; do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now is spring of. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and stream in the wasteland. The wild animal honor me, and the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness." And stream in the wasteland to give drink to my people and my chosen. Verse eighteen: Forget the former thing; do not dwell in on the past. NLD version said: Forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. Basically, what the Lord is promising here is that He will do greater things, greater miracles for His people than He has done in the past. This passage is encouraging us to believe in a new thing that God is about to do in our lives. We don't know what a new things, and of the use is as something new. This a new things or something new can be vary from each person to person, because each person have different situation that appear to have no solution or no end. Financial difficulties may be situation for some people. Why marital relationship or relationship with other could be a situation for some. The truth is that the situation we are facing right now can be already too big to deal or to face by ourselves. Dear friends. The good news is that the Lord, who made a path through the mighty water, or brought a home for the people of Israel, is already in the process of doing a new things, or bringing a new hope for us. The same power that make a way in the sea. Can make a way in the wilderness. Apparently, this new hope or new way in the wilderness is promised to be greater than we had in the past. It is also mentioned that the Lord provide water in the wilderness and stream in the wasteland. By looking at this passage, the Lord promised. Not only to deliver the people of Israel out of Egypt, but to conduct them safely and provide them their necessary needs. He know our situation and our need. He is not a kind of God who provide you what you ask for. 
He is gracious God. He know our needs even before we ask Him. Dear friends, I believe the ultimate truth of this passage is much more than what we have discussing, what we have been discussing above. The new thing that he's about to do, and the way he is making in the wilderness for the people of Israel and for us, is much more than waiting solution from God. It is a picture of our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ. It is a picture of our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ. Who is our new things at this present time, and who proclaim to be Himself as the way, the truth, and the life for our salvation? Without Him, we may all be wandering in the wilderness of sin and death. With Him, we find the way. The truth and the life for our salvation. Of course, Jesus Christ alone is the author of our hope. Last, the lastly, the last verses twenty first discuss the origin and purpose of His creation, which is mainly for His own glory. It said, "The people I form for myself." That they may proclaim my praise. I'm sure you all are already reminded that we are created for God and for His glory alone. All He is longing for us, from us, is praising, praise, praising Him, worshiping Him. True worshiping or praising Him is a lifestyle, which dedicated, which dedicate to Him alone. The evangelist Charles Spurgeon said, "Keep your eyes simply on Him. When we do, we don't see obstacle; we see God." The one who bring hope to us and who make our way clear. Dear friend, let's keep our eye simply on Him. Let's pray. Our Lord Father, thank you for bringing us. Into this new year of two thousand twenty-first, thank you very much for what you have done to us over the last year. With your grace, we have come through this challenging year. Lord, we would like to pray this, pray for this new year that we keep our eye simply on you. And we find hope 
in you as we enter this new year. You're the author of our hope. Thank you for what you are about to do in the new year. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's enter in the lost, into the lost table. <clears throat> I would like to begin uh, reading the scripture. John chapter 6 verses 47 to 58. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I'm the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who ate the bread from heavens, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heavens. Anyone who ate this bread will live forever. And this bread which I will offer so the world may live is my flesh. And the people argue, the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They asked. So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who ate my flesh and drink my blood has eternal life. And I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is a true blood, true food, and my blood is true drink. Anyone who ate my flesh and drink my blood remain in me and I in him. I live because of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I'm the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who ate this bread will not die as your ancestor did, but will live forever. But will live forever. Let's have bread or cracker together. Jesus said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in memory of me. Let's pray. Our Lord Jesus, as we take this bread, let it be a sign of all you did for us and a sign of sign of who you are for us. Thank you for the bread of life. This is the bread of life who give us life, who feed our faith, who encourage gratitude, and who die for us. Let's have together. Jesus also said, this cup is a new covenant sealed by my blood. 
Whenever you drink it, remember me. Let's pray. Our Lord Jesus, as we drink this cup, let it be a sign of a sign of all you did for us and a sign of who you are for us. Thank you for the new covenant sealed by your blood. We are alive in him. So be thankful and help together. This morning, the benediction is from Hebrew chapter 13, verses 22-21. Now, may the God of peace, who brought you, who brought up from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and rectify an eternal covenant with his blood. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ. Every good thing that is pleasing to him, all glory to him forever and ever. Amen. You've been listening to Braemar Cast, the podcast of Braemar Baptist Church. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. You can also visit our website at braemarbaptist.com. That's B-R-A-E-M-A-R-Baptist.com. God bless you.